Greetings all. Welcome to our remote worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, for this Sunday, August 2nd. Today we pursue the topic of generosity, noting what stimulates it within us and how we can give expression to it. I pray daily that I might be found to be a graceful, grateful, and generous person. I believe it is a solid witness to the power of Jesus in your life as your Lord and your Savior. Being grateful, being graceful, being generous. Maybe you agree. I hope you do. We pray God's presence be felt among us today. And in that we celebrate the Eucharist today, let me remind you to get your bread and juice at the ready nearby. For after the sermon, we will join together through the miracle of the Spirit in communion with one another. So now, let us worship. Psalter lesson this morning comes from Psalm 17, verses 1 through 7 and 15. Hear a just cause, O Lord, attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit. From you let my vindication come, let my eye see the right. If you try my heart, if you visit me by night, if you test me, you will find no wickedness in me. My mouth does not transgress. As for what others do, by the word of your lips, I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me. Hear my word. Wondrously show your steadfast love, O Savior, for those who seek refuge from their adversaries are at your right hand. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied, beholding your likeness. Of the Lord is in this. 
Please join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome and almighty God, we greet you this day in awe of your generous love, the ways in which you have given to us time and again, how you generously created all of this and all of us, our world, the animals, the earth and the water, the stars at night and the sun in the sky. It was a wondrous, generous gift that you gave at the beginning of creation. And then you sent your son to offer the most generous gift of all, our salvation and new life in his love and redemption. And then you didn't stop there, but you sent your Holy Spirit as well to move among us, to stir us into action and to give us inspiration in ways in which we could live in the world that bring honor and glory to you. As the Psalm said, that Holy Spirit helps us to keep our feet on your paths so that we can follow your steps and your guidance to live lives that bring honor to you that our lives might reflect the generosity that you have given to us as we generously give to others as well. Lord, this day we join with our family of faith, holding the following people and situations in prayers. We pray for the Boring family at the passing of Bob Boring, Ella, Jack, and Anna's grandfather, Friday morning. Offer comfort to the kids, offer comfort to the family and friends, and let them know that you are with them in this time of grief. We lift up prayers for the Loomis Hilbert family as they mourn the passing of Lloyd Loomis on Friday afternoon. Be with them in the midst of their shock and pain and grief that they might know your presence. Be comforted by your love and be at peace knowing that Lloyd is finally at peace. We lift up prayers with Cindy Facconi for her 15-year-old niece, Emily, who was in the hospital last week undergoing tests. We pray for good results, healing, and strength for Emily. We also hold Cindy in prayer as she has traveled to Vermont to visit Katie, Andrew, and Olivia. Be with them that they might be safe and have that family time that is so needed at this moment. We lift up Diane Holder in prayer as she prepares for surgery tomorrow to remove the apparatus in her knee. We pray for Paul Fay as he prepares for surgery on Wednesday. And we hold in prayer our world and our nation as hurricanes and fires are impacting so many be with them and let them know your presence in the midst of all of the chaos that surrounds them. We pray all of this saying the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In this very room.
Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Proverbs 22, verse 9, and it reads like this. Those who are generous are blessed, for they share their bread with the poor. Our second reading comes from Acts 20, verse 35. In this way, I have given you an example that by so, such work, we must support the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus, for he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we worship, grant us vision till your love's revealing light in its heart. And depth and greatness dawns upon our quickened sight, making known the needs and burdens your compassion bids us bear, stirring us to tireless striving. Love in living deeds. 
Even amid all the restrictions and changes in lifestyles that people have experienced due to the pandemic, I'm heartened to learn that people feel blessed. Do you find that surprising? How can this be? How do you feel? Now, I'm not to say, this is not to say that people are not worried about the spread of the virus and their loved ones getting ill. And it's not to say that some people are not experiencing some hard times in their businesses or their overall sense of financial security. These are indeed uncertain times. And even amid all this mess, as people speak to me about their lives, they reveal a sense of, of gratitude over what they do have and a hopefulness over their future. As Randy Newman has God say in one of his songs, you just got to love people regardless of situations. Most people find a way to be positive and constructive. Don't lose sight of that, friends. I found it interesting to learn some years ago that people who were most generous percentage-wise with their money for the helping of others were people with less rather than more financial security, namely poorer people. You would have thought those with more would have been more generous. Yet it turns out those who had experienced hardship, knew its difficulties, found the wherewithal to help those more so in need. Interesting. There are many stories from the Depression about how families made Jesus's miracle of fishes and loaves a reality in their communities. Now, whether they were acquainted with Proverbs or not, they seem to know that sharing brought blessing. Somehow in God's economy, what you give away comes back to you in some kind of multiple. And so it was with the ancestors of our Judeo-Christian faith, towards the immigrants and the strangers who arrived on their doorsteps. They offered generous hospitality, for they recalled how Scripture reminded them that they were immigrants once, that they once were strangers in a strange land, and grace was given to them generously. Give so then to others, they understood God saying. Our scriptures make a dramatic witness to this generosity of spirit and generosity of resources, as if it's key to who we are and how we should be. Now, I wouldn't argue with scripture on this because such a contradiction would fly in the face of Jesus. Not a good move. You know, I think this kind of spirit of looking out for each other 
is the foot these days. Now it's remarkable really, and though it is true that there are people who are figuratively pounding their chest and saying, no one's gonna tell me what to do, yet it is my sense that generally people have a healthy sense of perspective during this crisis. We have been, we have been presented with a, an overwhelming dilemma that the vast majority of us are experiencing and now hunkering down and doing whatever is necessary to persist and to prevail. That we're in it together, brothers and sisters to one another. And in so doing, are seeing ourselves as our brothers and our sisters keepers and are extending a helping hand to our neighbor in need. It's as if people really are taking Jesus's words reported to us this morning from Paul in that short Acts passage at face value and believing them that it is more blessed to give than to receive. We clergy love it when stuff like that happens. People actually listening to and following Jesus. Big stuff, really. Life-changing and world-changing stuff. We've talked about generosity as a sign of the Spirit these recent months. We have observed that generous people typically have a heart of gratitude strengthened by a spirit of faithfulness. If you have felt God active in your life, if you've known the touch of forgiving grace and merciful justice and redemptive love and seen yourself blossom towards a new life as a result, if you can trace God's influence leading you towards a better course in this life, well then, your spirit overflows with gratitude and your life becomes characterized by generosity. You can't help it. It's what God's love does to a person. Now, it's hard to be more generous than Jesus in that he gave his life for others. He gave over his life for the well-being of others who regarded him poorly. We remember that on communion Sundays, like today. You recall, Scripture talks about the ease of loving those who love you and how the real challenge of faith is to love those who do not. Yeah. Well, Jesus models that for us and invites us to a generosity that goes beyond our loved ones, that extends to our neighbors, even those we don't know so well or don't like. 
This is the faith that you have embraced. The posture that you've adopted as a follower of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Imagine the foundation that is needed to be this way, though. Who among us can measure up to such a good heart and a sacrificial love as evidenced by Jesus? Well, the good Lord points us in the direction and assists us in moving towards it. Though I fully believe Jesus realizes that we will have a hard time with it. After all, we're not Jesus. And, and that's true. But it is possible, very possible, to act a little Jesus-like in our lives. To be more than less loving. To be more than less caring to be more than less spiritual in our lives, to be more than less friendly towards others. And as we think about it today, to be more than less generous in our lives. Indeed, Jesus says, I am here with you to help you out to be more than less like me. Give it a good try. It's worth it to you. You'll be blessed being a blessing. We have opportunities to be generous in a, a goodly number of ways. With our, our spirituality, we can be generous. We can pray for a host of people. We can be gracious and forgiving to a great number of folk. With our emotions, we can be generous. We can love indiscriminately. We can love the unlovable. You get it. With our time, we can be generous. We can spend it liberally with people who are lonely or, or feeling depressed. How costly is a half-hour call right now in your life? Well, it could be priceless to someone hungering for contact. With our abilities, we can be generous. Can you teach? We need you on our virtual Sunday school classrooms. Can you handle computer technology? We need you in our AV department. Generously sharing your abilities can make a smile come to your soul that lasts. And of course, as anticipated with this topic of generosity, with your financial resources, you can be generous. And specifically, to that point, I want to say how thankful we are to our parishioners who have stepped forward with their generosity to support our special appeal for the upgrading of our sanctuaries, audiovisual equipment, and capability. What a wondrous witness 
you have made. As we launched this campaign, a, a part of me said, a capital campaign during a pandemic? Are you serious? Yet look at what you have done. We needed 40,000 and we have nearly reached that amount in a few short weeks. You have done this while keeping your church afloat financially during a pandemic. Amazing, look at you. Look at what you can do. Well done, friends. Well done, good and faithful servants. These gifts will help your church do its new work in these changing times more effectively right now. So again, well done and, and thanks for being generous so people can be blessed. Simply said, it's a good time right now for a seismic shift. Take stock of your sense of gratitude and express it through a sense of generosity. Be more generous than you think necessary or warranted. And you'll experience a blessing from God worthy of an hallelujah. It's true. Be blessed. Be generous. Amen. We come to the time in our worship where we consider that generous love that God has given to us and how we might respond. The ways in which we respond allows for the kingdom of God to be built in our midst. So we invite you to prayerfully consider the gifts that God has given you, both personally and through the communal acts of communion, baptism, community and church and consider how you might give in such a way that you allow to allow us to continue and further our work let us receive the gift of music
Thank you, Jenny, for that wonderful piece of music. We now enter the time of our service where we have the opportunity to celebrate Holy Communion. If you don't have your bread and cup in front of you, I'd encourage you to, to grab those now and join me in prayer. The Lord be with you. We lift up our hearts to God and give thanks to the Lord our God. It is a right and good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, Creator in heaven, of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all of the company of heaven, we praise your name. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and the living sacrifice. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered across the interwebs and in, on the gifts of bread and cup that are before us. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all of the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty God, now and forevermore. Amen. We invite you to take the gift of Holy Communion as we receive the gift of music. trust this worship service has been a blessing to you. I know that for us worship leaders, 
Each Sunday we feel renewed by the touch of the Spirit and the realization that we are well placed within one another's hearts. Thank you for your presence with us today. Be generous with all you are and have and rejoice in the blessing you become and further experience. Be safe, stay healthy, know that you are loved. Amen.